to uh, Day 81 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with uh, David Dean Keefe <laughs> and Cindy Lynn Kemp. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're continuing our journey through the book of Acts. It's been fun reading Acts this week. We've uh, found ourselves in a lot of different cities that uh, should be very familiar to us, whether it's in Philippi or Corinth, uh, you know, Thessalonica. All of these uh, are named after uh, New Testament letters or have New Testament letters that are named after them as Paul writes back to the churches that he had established and uh, continues to build them up uh, in Christ Jesus. We've seen the progress of the gospel. We have followed it all the way from the first chapter of the you know, book of Acts where Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you uh, will become witnesses. Uh, you will be empowered you know, from on high, and you'll take the gospel to Jerusalem and then to Judea, then Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And for... Uh, Young man, growing up in a Jewish city, this is certainly the ends of the earth as you go to Corinth and Ephesus and Athens and the places that we've visited this week. Uh, we now uh, find ourselves in Ephesus. Uh, Paul's been there before, and now he's, he's coming back, uh, as he promised them, if, if the Lord wills, mm-hmm. I'll make my way back to you. And, of course, he has a, a fantastic relationship with this church, as you'll see as we get to the end of, uh, end of this uh, book. Mm-hmm. Before we uh, dig into uh, Acts chapter 19 today and continue our reading through this book, uh, let's offer ourselves in this moment uh, to the Lord. Father, thank you so much uh, for what you've given us in Scripture as we read the Gospels and as we read Luke and as we read Acts. We're enthralled with the story, but more than that, we our affections are, are drawn to the to the very heart of the story, to the person of Christ, to the one who loved us so much that he gave himself for us and laid down his life for us, and he calls us friends. We thank you for the invitation to enter the gospel, to be a part of your family, be transformed by your spirit, and to be renewed in your grace day by day as we walk with you. May you do that today. As we read your word, may we meet you in your word, and may your spirit do his work in us as we walk in obedience and faithfulness to you. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Acts chapter 19. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No, we've not even heard that there was a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, Then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. Paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly there for three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. Some of them became obstinate. They refused to believe and publicly maligned the way. So Paul left them. He took the disciples with him and had discussions daily in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. This went on for two years so that all the Jews and Greeks who lived in the province of Asia heard the word of the Lord. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and evil spirits left them. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, In the name of the Jesus whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. 
Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know and Paul I know about, but who are you? And the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. When this became known to the Jews and the Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear. And the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they had done. A number who had practiced sorcery brought their skulls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the number of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. After all this happened, Paul decided to go to Jerusalem, passing through Macedonia and Achaia. After I've been there, he said, I must visit Rome also. He sent two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, to Macedonia while he stayed in the providence of Asia a little longer. 50,000 drachmas. Uh, a drachma was a day's wages, and I'm not very good at math here, but this is a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of yeah. uh, mm-hmm. scrolls, you know, that, that uh, were, were burned, mm-hmm. which, you know, just kind of describes the superstitions in which Paul is immersing himself yeah. as he goes into uh, the ancient world. Uh, there's all kinds of sorcery. There's all kinds of, you know, witchcraft, evil mm-hmm. spirits and visions and divinings. Uh, we saw, you know, earlier this week, you know, the young girl through a spirit was, you know, telling fortunes. And Matt pointed out to us in his deep dive into the Greek that that was a pythos spirit or a Pythian spirit, uh, which is, you know, the oracle at Delphi, which is, you know, this crazy, you know, woman that uh, would uh, prophesy in Greek culture and, and uh, is being carried on in this this young lady. So you're immersed in, in superstition, but the gospel is making deep inroads and people are turning, you know, from their superstitions. Uh, you know, to uh, you know, to the living God, and and it's kind of it's kind of exciting. So you think this this verse here, where they got all the scrolls together and burned them, is kind of that proof text for what youth groups used to do back in the day? Of, <laughs> I, you know, I, of burning I, I, all their I, secular I, CDs and records. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was to. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to admit, uh, my youth group did burn some records, but uh, uh, I I actually got all seven. Uh, volumes of Led Zeppelin out of the pile before they were burned so I, I completed my Led, I remember Ze- I, I completed my Led Zeppelin collection. my parents got rid of all their secular records when they got saved then they told me except for John Denver because they really like John Denver nobody is more demonic than John Denver he's talking about that has been the cause yeah that is <laughs> so it just was so wild you know we're so far off of scripture so right yeah. now that uh, we, we couldn't be any further when you have Led Let's Zeppelin get the word guys Led Zeppelin and John Denver in the same phrase John Denver really really okay but anyway, yeah. <laughs> so Paul comes to uh, the city of Ephesus, and he mm-hmm. finds a group of men who seem to have accurate information, and this is a reflection of what has happened to Apollos mm-hmm. earlier. Apollos is deeply steeped in the Old Testament and can teach from the Old Testament that Jesus is indeed the Christ, but there's one part missing. He didn't realize you know that the, uh, that there, he, had, he didn't realize that there was a Holy Spirit or the baptism of Jesus going beyond the baptism of John, and the completion of what God is doing. It's not just the pronouncement of a new law, but it's a a grace that enables us to be everything that the law described we should be, everything that we were created to be, and that is this gift of the Holy Spirit. So when they he comes and he said, 
did you guys receive the Holy Spirit when you believe, which is the norm? And they said, no, mm. we, we don't even know what a Holy what, Spirit what is. That? is. <laughs> That's right. And what a wonderful mm. privilege of Paul yeah. to be mm-hmm. able to tell him and to lay his hands on him to see, mm-hmm. you know, in front of them the same experiences happening mm-hmm. to them, you know, that happened early in the book of Acts when the gift mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit was given. And, and what a precious gift we have in the Spirit who renews us, empowers us, walks alongside us, and enables us to be everything that God has called us, enables us to be and do everything God has called us to be and do. And sometimes we act as if we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit as we endeavor to live the Christian life through, you know, moralisms and legalisms and uh, try our best to do our best to be our best rather than allowing through faith God to continue his work in us through the Spirit. No, I remember even, mm-hmm. this is several years ago, when you know Francis Chan released his book called Forgotten God, which was all about the Holy Spirit, because it is that kind of side uh, of God that we seem to forget about often. And uh, so I love the emphasis there, and I love getting to see that, you know, John's baptism, you know, he told the people to believe in one coming after him, and that is Jesus, so, so that's what the guys do. They believe in it and they're baptized. And mm-hmm. so I love getting to see that continue on. And I do love, you know, just this whole ministry of Paul. Uh, he's still there. I'm still on the audience. Um, his audience is just such wide ranging. And now, you know, he's moved into um, people who needed to see miracles to, you know, have evidence of, of the Holy Spirit and, and hear the gospel. And so just, um, and to see even Paul working through so many. Um, miracles to, you know, touch people's lives and get get their attentions, and then yeah, to the point where we have the evil spirits. Um, I guess people who were trying to do the same thing. The seven sons, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a wild story. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no doubt. And, and and I don't know that they needed to see miracles, but God, in His sovereignty, supplied you know the miracles and. Uh, the miracles are really, really, you know, a restoration of the world to what it was created to be. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, God's bringing people into relationship with Him by the power and the presence of His Spirit. It is God, you know, restoring people who are, are sick. The world is under the curse, and this is this is a sign the curse has has been reversed. We mm-hmm. won't always in this world get the miracles that we want when they want them but there is you know god sovereignly breaks through in gracious ways sometimes just to reassure us that he is present with us and to reassure us of what he is doing mm-hmm. uh, as the gospel renews the world and uh can you know, continues to renew us and so the uh the the miracles are always an outward sign of an inward reality the renewal that's taking place mm-hmm. in us as we become new creations you know in christ jesus I love getting to see here too. You know, you know, so often some of this the handkerchief, handkerchief stuff, and everything has kind of been co-opted, you know, by the prosperity of gospel in many ways. That mm-hmm. if you'll do these things, you can get this right. thing, yeah. and it'll help you. But we see here when you, God's you, usually, doing this, yeah. it's all grace. Usually, you send in a seed gift and yeah. you get a prayer cloth. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but this you is God know, graciously you know, through, doing these things apart from a man doing something to earn that. Mm-hmm. So I love yeah. to see God's doing these miracles out of His grace through Paul for these people. And you do have to love the seven sons of Skeva. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, you know, their whole formula is you know, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. So there's obviously, mm-hmm. you know, no personal relationship right. you know, whatsoever. Not in the name of the Jesus 
in whom we have believed. And, and for them, this is nothing more than an incantation, you know, just yeah. a, a another power that is out there. And, and of course, you, you see kind of a syncretism, you know, they're the sons of a, a chief priest. Well, if he's a chief priest, why is he here and not in Jerusalem? Yeah, and yeah. what does it really mean, you know, to be a chief priest in this instance? And they're mm-hmm. and are kind of co-opting this uh, uh, exorcism, you know, kind of ministry, and it really goes bad for them. I love this. Jesus, I know. Yeah. It is the demons. <laughs> like, we, we know, know Jesus. Believe me, we, we know <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah. And, of course, do. that happens, you know, all through the, you know, the, the gospel of Luke. Yeah. And in the gospels, they proclaim him to be the Holy One of God. And, yes. Jesus, you know, and Jesus causes him to be silenced because he doesn't want, you know, the testimony from them. Uh, Jesus said, no, and Paul, we... I, I guess we've heard of that guy. <laughs> yeah, heard the name before. <laughs> who are you? But who in the world are you? Seven and, sons of who? Yeah. yeah. And uh, my goodness, naked and bleeding. That that'll be a day for uh, to remember. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of your life. And of course, God, even in the sovereignty, caused this to uh, Great you know, yeah. cause people to be very sober about yeah. who God is. Mm-hmm. He's not someone to be co-opted. You know, for your own purposes and for your own ends. He is a holy, sovereign God who works in his time and in his way. And uh, you see that you see that in a, in a rich way here. And then verse 20 is just one of those nice little things that Luke, you know, gives us. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. And what a, what a wonderful prayer. In a father through us, we don't have to have the miracles. We don't need prayer calls. We mm-hmm. and don't have to have any of those things. You can give those sovereignly as you desire to let us know what you're doing and where you're going. But may your word be spread widely, mm-hmm. and may its power uh, be demonstrated in, in, in the gospel. Mm-hmm. It's a fun passage. As all the passages yeah. have been this week. Mm-hmm. Cindy, why don't, why don't you close us with sure, a word of prayer? Sure. Father, we do thank you for this passage. We thank you for um, just the power of your word, Father, certainly the power of your spirit in our lives. And as we see these people very impacted by um, your work in their hearts, that they would turn um, from their sin and, and believe. So, Father, we just would pray that for our own hearts. Um, daily, that we would turn from the lesser things, that we've made much of many things, Lord, and not much of you and not much of your work. And so we we would pray, Father, that um, we would turn, that our lives would be impacted by the gospel and that um, we would be more and more like your son. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.